This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. Welcome to Happy Class. This is a special bonus series of the Live Free Creative podcast, where I, Miranda Anderson, give you a little bit of an inside scoop into my Master of Applied Positive Psychology program at UPenn. I am going to spend the 2022-2023 school year diving deep into the science of well-being, answering the question, what makes life worth living? And I'm excited to share little bits and pieces along the way with you. So whether you're interested in what's it like being in graduate school as an almost 40-year-old, or if you, like me, are interested in living a little bit better life, I hope that you'll enjoy these quick, thoughtful insights as to the things that I'm learning and what I think about them. Hop into my backpack. Let's head on in to happy class. This is happy class week eight. Most exciting week yet because for the first time in the program, I was able to go to Philadelphia and be in person with my fellow Mapster classmates. The program before the pandemic was a hybrid program consisting of monthly in-person mandatory on-sites at Philadelphia at University of Pennsylvania, and then distance learning periods with calls and homework and things in between. During the pandemic, they shifted that so that all of those required in-person on-sites could be required on-camera on-sites, and that's the way that it's remained for the last three years. When I applied back in November, I didn't know yet whether the program was going to be in-person or online. I had my fingers crossed for in-person. I work online. I spend so much time on the computer and I do most of my you know, coursework and chatting on the podcast and doing my coaching clients. All of that for me is virtual. I do love getting together in my in-person retreats a couple times a year. Those are transformative experiences, so I really hoped that the classwork would be in person this year. And at the same time, I knew that one of the benefits of having the distance learning as an option was the incredible amount of diversity that 
could be included, people from all over the world that either don't have the time or aren't interested in investing the amount of finances that it takes to fly back and forth monthly to America if they live in you know, the Philippines, for example, may have a, an ability to participate that wouldn't otherwise be there. I think in about January, they announced that the program was going to be fully virtual again this year with a couple optional on-sites in person. One of those happened this last weekend. So while we did have some current students who were in different parts of the world, a couple in China, one in the Philippines, people all over uh, were able to participate even if they weren't on-site. And then we did have people fly in from all over the world, from Europe and from Qatar, from Central and South America, and from Canada, and all over the United States. And so my classmates, with the exception of the handful that were still abroad and for various reasons didn't come to Philadelphia, I was able to give high fives and hugs to all of my classmates for the first time this year, and it was surreal. One of the first things that was striking to me about the experience of gathering in person after doing class online for the last two months was the true sincerity to the closeness that I felt to so many of these people, even though I hadn't yet met them in person. It was a good reminder that connections can be fostered and built and that you can create a real community online, even without the opportunity to meet in person, that those connections can be real and genuine. And it was really fun to see people who I felt like I knew because of the interaction that we've had virtually, and then be able to give them a hug and hear their voice. And we had such a fun time in class. And then, you know, the real beautiful connections are the things that happen usually outside of class. And I know this, it felt really familiar from years and years of going to industry conferences, where you have these amazing speakers and you're learning so much. And you come home with really the most important conversations being those that were had in the hallway, or, you know, outside on a break or deep into the night at a restaurant as you're kind of able to integrate and dive deeper into the things that you're learning there as well as just the simple like human connection of understanding people of finding out more about them their hopes and dreams their family situations their current joys and struggles and I had so many of those this weekend I feel like I'm still sort of coming down off of this high of discovering that I have a whole new family this whole new set of support of real live people, (laughs) not just cute faces on my computer, but real live people with whom I'm experiencing this real stretch and growing year and also who I will be able to interact with for years to come. We did one day of regular class, in-person class in this, you know, a classroom where we were able to raise our hands and see each other talk, and it was really fun. And then the the following two days were an alumni summit that happens annually for this program, and people came in from all over the world again and also from all different years. So I am a member of MAP 18. This is the 18th year the program has been offered. And there were people in the summit representing every single year of MAP. So people who may have come every year for the last 18 years to see their friends and to connect and to kind of update some of their learning, what is cutting edge in the field of positive psychology. This was an exceptionally special year because we celebrated 
Martin Seligman's 80th birthday, which is this year, and what a privilege that was. Marty founded the field of positive psychology in the 90s. He has been cited as one of the most influential psychologists of our time. And to be able to like mix and mingle and take photos and share cake with Martin Seligman is a pretty profound privilege. It was definitely a core memory weekend <laughs> for lots of different reasons, including you know that fun celebration. Among the amazing conversations and connections that I made were one night sitting late into the night, probably later than I should have because I was so tired all weekend because we stayed up so late. You just couldn't get enough of being with these incredible people who have similar interests and desires and hopes. And a, a few of the friends from my program and I sat around chatting about spirituality and about some of the characteristics that we saw in our own lives and others' lives with regards to spirituality and particularly the difference between spirituality and religion and where the essence of those two things sort of stems from and how you how they feel different in your body and in your life. It was a really interesting and, and fun, deep conversation with people from completely different backgrounds and histories coming together and finding these commonalities, things that really relate to all of us in our own way and with our own set of circumstances and, and beliefs and systems. It's a conversation that will stay with me and that I am still sort of processing thoughts around this idea. Another conversation that came up several times in in hallways and stairwells and and over dinner was the idea of self-help or self-development and positive psychology as a science and and how those things differ and what what is the differentiation and and is one better or worse than another? Is there a hierarchy uh, or are they simply different ways of getting to the same end? Of course, I'm I, I come from a self-development background. I've spent, you know, 10 years sharing self-help types of ideas in my book and on my blog and through my podcast. And yet I'm, I'm crossing over this, this line into becoming a positive psychologist with this credential and foundation. And maybe what feels like to me the best of both worlds, being able to sort of bridge the gap between academia and and science as a field that in a lot of times stays sort of within journal articles and sort of higher level academic reading that is not only not super easy to read but also inaccessible to a lot of people with this more colloquial everyday application of what do we do with that information what is the information and what do we do with it that feels more like self-development on an everyday person sort of scale and i actually really like thinking of myself as a bridge between those two worlds of what is accessible and applied and sort of boots on the ground information disseminated in a way that it's that it's easy to understand and easy to use uh, and also grounded in theory, in research, in empirical data. And that's been really fun to think about how I can make those two things cycle together in a meaningful way. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. 
Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. So for the last few minutes of this show today, I... As always, <laughs> there were so many different things that I could share, theories and ideas, and we had the most incredible mind-blowing speakers all weekend long. I'm going to choose one that has really sort of stood out to me, and hopefully it will feel impactful to you too. And just like know that I'm putting a pin in all of these different things. Everything that feels interesting and exciting to me is something that I'm going to continue to to dive into a little deeper and plan on sharing in more fullness in the regular podcast episodes. So look forward to that. I fully intend to give as much of this great information and inspiration to you as as possible over the next probably many years (laughs) as it will turn out. The opening speaker of the summit, the MAP Summit, which the topic for the summit this year because of Marty's 80th birthday was positive aging across the lifespan. So all of the speakers throughout the weekend spoke to this idea of aging well or positive aging through the end of life. And our first speaker was Arthur Brooks, who I hadn't heard of before. Turns out he's like kind of a superstar, dynamic, multi uh, New York Times bestselling author, uh, renowned speaker. He's a professor at Harvard right now. And the, the research that he shared that felt really impactful f- to me was this sort of, <laughs> it was sort of an interesting graph of well-being over time, starting around 16, and I think it went through like 80. And what was so interesting at first was that there's a pretty steep decline in overall happiness or well-being starting at 16 down through about your mid-40s. People just, I think these were what he called the achiever years, that you're you're trying a lot of things and so you're often disappointed because you're failing often. So even if your day-to-day feels happy, like just your general well-being is going to maybe decline throughout those years because they're hard. And he talked about, you know, a lot of people choose to have families and then you have these kids and that puts a lot of stress on your ability to feel good often and then you go through even like the dark night of the soul of raising teenagers he kind of explained it like that and he said you know I saw a sharp increase in my happiness when my teenagers finally had moved out not because you didn't love them but because they cause a lot of uh, stress on your emotional well-being and, and your ability to sort of do the things that you need to do and so once you've launched them you can feel this sort of lightness of your earlier life where you have done a lot of things so you don't feel the same intensity of striving and you don't have as many intense responsibilities as you may have before and so you can continue to enjoy things for a little while and then in your later 60s and 70s it looks like it starts to plateau and 
Arthur explained that this is like a conglomerate of data. So if you zoom in and sort of differentiate, what it actually is doing is around that time period in your later life, 50s to 80s, you are either going to have an increase again where you're, you continue to feel better and better and better throughout to the end of your life, or there's a pretty sharp decline. And so it looks like it's plateauing when it's all like averaged together. But what actually is happening is that some people get to take the ride back up and they just feel better through the end of their life. And some people don't. There's this slippery slope down into sort of the depths of aging where there isn't a lot of meaning. There isn't a lot of interest. You feel like your best years are behind you. And he explained this interesting phenomena that may contribute to this, that is the way in which we learn and progress changes as we age. And a lot of people don't realize that. So through your 20s and 30s, you have what is called fluid intelligence, that you are innovative and you're creative and you're coming up with new ideas that have never been had before. And you're able to be really agile in the way that you're making decisions. And that type of fluid intelligence declines in older age. But what doesn't is your crystallized intelligence. This is not the mobile, fluid, innovative intelligence. This is the type of intelligence that relies on wisdom, on experience. It's the type that makes sense that you would like pull up to listen to your grandma or grandpa share their ideas around a good life because they've, they've lived one and they have something to tell. Arthur Brooks said, if we can adjust our ideas around the progress that we experience in our lives, that we'll be innovative and creative and dynamic through our midlife, and then we switch and we allow ourselves to lean into the benefits of the type of progress that comes through teaching and mentoring and sharing our wisdom and not banging our head against the wall because we don't have any new ideas, but continuing to share the ideas that we already know we may find ourselves feeling a lot better as we're not trying to pull from strength that isn't there anymore because it's declined and we're able to lean into the strength that is there because we're aware of it. I have a quote written in my notes, progress is the secret to happiness. And what that looks like for all of us at different stages of our life will be different. I think it's so interesting and helpful to know that it's supposed to be that we're supposed to get older and the way that we learn and share and grow is supposed to change as the seasons of our life change. His new book I just ordered, I'm gonna put it on the stack of books I have yet to read after my program finishes. It's called From Strength to Strength. I will link it in the show notes if you're interested in learning more about this. For now, I just love the idea that we are supposed to grow in different seasons and different ways as our lives change. That is the right way to do it. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. 
The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy.